Chapter 15 I crumpled to the ground and put a hand on Sam's side. He held onto his arm and groaned. Traitors! I shouted. Jimmy's cheek flamed red. His arms hung limp at his sides and he dropped the bow and arrow. I swear I didn't tell them, Stone backed up. I don't know how they figured it out. The necklace, you idiots, Carper said. I wasn't wearing it. Carper tapped a finger to his temple with his free hand. My mind brought me to you. That only happens when you're wearing it. I didn't understand. I hadn't worn it. Stone had it the whole time until this morning. Sam kept it in his pocket. Take them all, Carper said. Give us time. My eyes burned into his. Sam's hurt. We can't go without helping him. Carper folded his arms. Hurry, before I change my mind. Peril, Sam sputtered. I placed my hand on his cheek. Don't talk. Henry rushed over. I need ointment, whiskey, and a towel. Carper huffed. Here. He reached into his coat pocket and pulled out a flask. Stone threw Sam's green shirt to Jimmy. Sam lifted his head. Rest. I placed a hand on his chest. The... the necklace... Sweat poured down his face as he reached a shaking hand into his pocket and clutched the pendant. I didn't have it, Sam. I don't know how they found us. Jimmy bent down and rested his hand on Sam's. I yanked it off. You will not touch him again. Jimmy watched me. Trust me. I let my hand drop. How could I trust him? He was dead, but now wasn't. He shot Sam. My limbs shook, but I let Jimmy take the necklace. He whispered to Sam so low that I barely caught his words. Not now, Salmon. Why had he called him Salmon? Sam's eyes bulged. You! Jimmy held a finger to his lips to shush. Henry held the flask against Sam's mouth. Drink. Sam took some, but most dribbled out from between his lips. I looked from Sam to Jimmy. You know each other? Jimmy eyed Carper and shoved the necklace into his pocket. I'll explain later. Jimmy opened his bag and pulled out a jar. From your mom. What is it? I asked. A blessing, Henry said. It's ointment. Henry poured the liquid over the wound and Sam screamed. Carper plugged his ears. Is that necessary? I glared at Carper. You're a doctor. Why don't you help? He scowled back. Doctor of science, Pero. There's a difference. And why would I help someone I hurt? Without warning, Henry yanked the arrow out of Sam's shoulder. Blood poured from the wound. Sam screamed louder than passed out. Henry pressed the green jacket against the wound and leaned his weight on it. Where's Stone? Carper asked, brows furrowed as he glanced from one side to the other. That sneaky little... He strode out of the clearing. Hand me the ointment, Henry said. I opened the jar and gave it to Henry again. As Henry put the ointment on the wound, I stroked Sam's hand and gave the one thing I had. A song. No need to cry no more, won't let any tears in my way. Henry paused, balm dripping from his fingers. Coming home, coming home, coming home. The song's meaning had changed. No longer did I sing it for Mom. I wasn't even sure if I sang it for Sam. It was for me. No tears. No fear. I ran after hope. Henry watched me. 
Your voice is a gift from Elohim. I squirmed. Will Sam be okay? Henry lifted the shirt and swathed Sam with the ointment. Thick, dark blood puddled and glistened on Sam's shoulder. I covered my mouth as bile rose in my throat. Henry sat back. We should be careful carrying him, but I think he'll be okay. Henry held the ointment. Sit down, Pero. I want this on your ankle. I grinned. You'd make a great doctor. Maybe I will. Henry dipped his fingers into the ointment, where Sam's blood splattered on top and spread it on my ankle. I felt instant relief. What was that stuff made of? Let's put some ointment on your face. It's not infected, but this will help it heal faster and prevent scarring. I don't mind scarring. Henry dabbed in the ointment and ran his finger down my cheek, pausing at my jawline. You're beautiful either way. His eyes sought mine. I averted my face and Henry pulled away. Jimmy whistled a tune at the trees. How should I respond? He knew I liked Sam. Jimmy, Carper called from a distance. We're leaving now. That's our cue, Jimmy said. I'll take Salmon. Who's Salmon? Henry asked. Jimmy raised his brows and pointed to Sam. His name is Sam, I said. Good to know. Jimmy raised Sam to a standing position against him and draped him over his shoulder. Henry scooped me up and held me in his arms. The place behind my ribs that trembled from Sam's touch remained dormant with Henry. Sure, Henry smelled nice and even a mosquito would notice how attractive he was, but his presence triggered something different. I felt relaxed, relieved, at home. Was that another form of attraction? The sun cast splashes of light on the trees. Then the clouds moved over the sun, the forest turning gray and cold. Jimmy was far behind as he struggled to carry Sam. Carper yelled at us to keep up. I laid my head against Henry's shoulder, which was narrower and harder than Sam's. His chest rose and fell with his labored breathing, joggling my cheek against his shoulder. Sleep if you need to, Henry said. I hadn't slept long since I arrived in Moon City, and being held was not the most comfortable way to relax. I tilted my head toward the treetops. Is it possible to see Elohim? I asked. We will someday, Henry said between deep breaths. How? Keep watching, Peril. You'll see what he can do. But I have seen. I'd had visions. Shia had appeared on my roof. Sam and Henry flew on eagles. And yet, I couldn't believe. You have it all wrong. Henry stopped and set me down, letting me lean against him for support. What do you mean? Henry lowered me to the ground and untied the jacket from my foot. When the time is right, Elohim will answer. Now let's adjust your foot. This pathetic cast is slipping. Carpa will yell at us. He yells at us even when we're moving. True, the man could never relax. Just as Henry finished binding up my foot, Jimmy stumbled forward. You all right? I asked. Jimmy wheezed. Can't. Go. Henry rushed to his side and helped lift Sam off Jimmy's shoulders and onto the ground. But Carper, I said. He hasn't whined yet, Henry said. I should look at Sam's wound. Jimmy, hand me the ointment after you catch your breath. I smiled at Henry's doctorly orders. Henry untied the shirt around Sam's shoulder and addressed the wound with a goop from the jar. I'd have to thank Mom when I saw her, if I saw her. Sam's eyes fluttered, then sagged shut again. Henry beamed. 
It's worked so well already. He's going to make it, Ro. What's going on? Copper's voice echoed off the trees. There's no brakes. We can't walk any faster. I resisted, spitting in his eye. Copper dashed toward me. I put my hands in front of my face as a shield. Copper knelt down and pressed his weight into my broken ankle, crushing harder. I screamed. Stop it, Henry said. Jimmy's movement toward me was fuzzy. I was being torn from the foot up like I was caught on fire, ripping quickly. My vision blackened and returned. Carper let go. I sobbed. Carper moved his face toward mine. I scooted back. Stop! Stop! You think you can treat me lower than what your vision implied. I'm your king. You'll serve me. I lifted myself up to sitting. You may try to control me, but you'll never be my king, and I will not save you. Did you hear that, Elohim? I will not save him. I will not. Carper smiled. We'll see. I would have thrown my fist to the sky, but I let my blood boil, never breaking eye contact with my enemy. Every knee will bow to me. I didn't ask for you. Why do you speak to me, Elohim? Why did you choose me? I love you, Peril. It didn't feel like love. Even if he called me by name, it felt like he had turned his back on me. Get up, Carper said through gritted teeth. I couldn't stand on my own, not before he crushed me, and definitely not after. I can't. Get up. I gripped the dirt, put my good foot beneath me, and pushed. Henry and Jimmy stepped toward me. Carper snapped his finger to stop them. I straightened. My foot felt like a million nails were being hammered on my skin. Happy? For now, Carper turned. Let's go. A wind picked up, and a slight trembling on the ground made my good leg unsteady. I collapsed as a low noise filled the air. Henry knelt next to me and held on to a log with one arm draped around me. Carper looked up at the sky. What's happening? Jimmy asked. Seems to be a storm, Henry said. Jimmy dragged Sam away from a tree. Let's move to a more open area. We're in a forest, Henry said. There's no open area. Carper studied the sky. This isn't a storm. The treetops swung faster, and in the distance, the low noise grew louder. What's that sound? I asked. A smile grew on Henry's lips. Flapping. A large object flew over the trees. It was an eagle four times larger than the one I'd seen in the field. Two people held on to the eagle, riding on its back. It let out a high-pitched whistle like a battle cry. Two more joined the first, and dozens more flew past us. The Lasaris, Jimmy said. Carper pointed to Jimmy, his eyes never leaving the sky. Kill them. <laughs>